Welcome to the Calvary St. George's Sermon Podcast, proclaiming the historic faith of Christ and Him crucified. These podcasts are recorded and produced by the Parish of Calvary St. George's in the city of New York. For more information, head to calvarystgeorges.org. One way in which God's grace is communicated in this church is through the amazing music that is produced here. But sometimes music can be used for other purposes as well. There is a bar in Stockton, California, and it used to have a problem with people loitering on the sidewalk selling drugs. And the street corner had become a haven for drug dealers, and the bar had started to lose its customers. So the bartender turned to music for help, and he set up a couple of huge loudspeakers out on the sidewalk, And he started to play recordings of classical music on the sidewalk really loudly. And Beethoven and Brahms and Rachmaninoff just blasted through the streets of Stockton. The drug dealers completely disappeared. And if you know the piece, The Flight of the Valkyries, that finally is what really did it. Now I tell you this story... Because exactly the same thing is going on in the gospel that Ben just read for us. Jesus seems to be using this call to follow him as a means of driving away the people who want to be his disciples. In this passage, three perfectly nice people come up to Jesus. And they all want to follow him. And Jesus says to the first one, well, if you're going to follow me... Don't expect any luxuries, like a bed to sleep in. To the second one, he said, no, you can't go to your father's funeral. We don't have time. To the third one, he says, sorry, but if you're going to take the time to phone your family to say goodbye, I'm not waiting for you. So I just need to ask, I mean, is this the same Jesus who just a chapter earlier had gently raised a little girl who had died back to life? I mean, is this the same Jesus who said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light? Is this the same Jesus who said, honor thy father and thy mother, not take off and just disappear without even telling them where you're going? Well, this passage begins to make a little more sense when we see that the real issue is not whether or not Jesus is cutting these people some slack. The issue is whether the gospel has the first priority. The issue is whether bearing witness to the gospel is as important as anything else we do. The issue is whether the good news is so good that it deserves a single-minded, radical allegiance. Once upon a time, a young man wanted to learn how to pray, and so he went out to the woods and found an old mystic. And he said to the mystic, Sir, can you teach me to pray? And the mystic took the young man by the hand, walked to a nearby stream, and then thrust his head into the water and held it down for a long time. And when he finally let the young man up, gasping for breath, he said to him, Come back to see me when you want to pray as much as you want to breathe. And so in today's gospel, Jesus is asking three perfectly nice people 
if they want to follow him as much as they want to breathe. Now, along with the amazing music in this place, another part of our life together that communicates grace is the Calvary St. George's Music uh, Movie Club. Meets once a month on the roof of Calvary Church to show a film. Thank you, Chris Vieira and Jeremy Coleman, for that gift. So I just want to mention really quickly three films that highlight this theme of commitment and allegiance and single-mindedness that's in today's gospel. And all three films are about real people. And the first real person is a woman named Erin Brockovich, and that's the film with her name. True story of a woman who who uncovers information that a giant utility company has been polluting water in in her community, and the water is causing people to die. And so throughout the film, she interviews hundreds of people. She takes countless water samples. She battles all sorts of obstacles. And finally, her utter commitment wins the day. Her case in court against this giant company is vindicated. True story. Second film is called Music in the Heart. And it's the true story of a violin teacher named Roberta Guaspari. And Roberta has dedicated her life to teaching school children in Harlem how to play the violin. And she encounters all sorts of obstacles, including the school board trying to cut her program. But she hangs on with single-minded commitment. And her students finally, true story, give a wonderful concert in Carnegie Hall. Last film, it's called Men of Honor. True story about a man named Carl Brashears. Carl was an African-American who joined the Navy in the 1950s in the hopes of becoming a diver. And on the first day of diving training, the other white recruits refused to have him sleep in the barracks with them. In the end, his total commitment led him to becoming not just the first black Navy diver, but also the most decorated diver in the entire service. Aaron Brockovich, Roberta Guaspari, and Carl Brashears, three real people who show us what can happen when you're given a vision and when you want it as much as you can breathe. That is what St. Luke is telling us in today's gospel. The human condition is so painful. I don't need to tell you that. And the response that Jesus gives to this condition is so incredible that you and I are called to utterly dedicate ourselves to this vision. We are called to a single-minded, unwavering, absolute commitment to follow this Jesus no matter what the cost. We are called to keep our eyes on the prize. So, I have, as we're moving toward the end of this sermon, just one teeny, tiny, itty-bitty little question. What if I can't do it? What if I falter in being single-minded? And I'm hoping here that I'm making a connection with you. What if my absolute commitment gets a little compromised along the way? What if I take my eyes off the prize just for a second, or maybe for ten years? 
Here's an example. I have a friend named Janet Broderick. She's an Episcopal priest, and she's just been called to be the rector of All Saints Church in Beverly Hills. Years ago, Janet was sitting in the pews of a church one Sunday morning. Her young son, James, who was three or four at the time, was sitting beside her, and the congregation was singing a song that is the absolute epitome of total single-minded commitment to the Lord Jesus Christ. The hymn is called, I Surrender All. Do you know it? It goes, I surrender all. You're supposed to raise your hands when you sing it. I surrender all. So, I mean, that's the whole hymn. You know it. Janet's son was being a little fussy in the pews. So Janet was singing, I surrender all. And then she looked down and she said, James, shut up. What if I falter in being single-minded? What if Janet and you and I take our eyes off the prize? What if we get a little compromised, or maybe a lot? Well, let me remind you, and the whole sermon has been coming toward this next sentence. In today's gospel, Jesus is beginning a trip that he knows will end at the cross. And St. Luke says, Jesus set his face to go to Jerusalem. You see that if Jesus had wanted, he could have not set his face to go to Jerusalem. He could have stayed up in Nazareth. He could have become an old man whom everyone would have loved, wise old Jesus, full of grand teachings about God and love, So you see what Jesus accomplishes for you and me at St. George's Church this morning when he does set his face to go to Jerusalem. He takes the journey for us where we cannot take it for ourselves. He takes the journey for you and me when we cannot get up the courage to leave Nazareth. He takes the journey for you and me when we are bereft of commitment when our eyes slip off the prize. If the cross means anything at all, it means that as you and I despair of being anything like Aaron or Roberta or Carl, Jesus meets us where we are, as is at the foot of the cross, with 100% unconditional forgiveness and love. So that's why I want to close, because this, is, this is, turns out to be Movie Sunday. I got one more film. It's a film called Romero, and it's the true story of a man named Oscar Romero. Romero was a Roman Catholic priest in El Salvador in the 1970s, and that was a time when the country was really struggling and the military was in charge, and the military did not like the Roman Catholic Church. And Romero was a very quiet priest. He was an academic. And it was a great surprise when he was appointed archbishop in 1977. One of the other archbishops said, he's just a bookworm. He won't last. El Salvador will eat him up and spit him out. And Romero himself was a fellow who did not want to rock the boat. Romero wanted to stay up in Nazareth. 
But then he slowly began to see that Jesus had set his face to go for him to Jerusalem. And as Romero began to dedicate himself and to commit himself and to set his eyes on the prize, he did it not out of his own strength, but out of the strength of the Lord Jesus, who'd gone before him to the cross for him. One day, Romero went to a village where a priest had been murdered and where the president of El Salvador had closed the church. And Romero told the soldier in charge that he wanted to take the reserve sacrament out of the church. And the soldier turned and opened fire and sprayed bullets across the cross and the altar and the reserve sacrament. And he forced Romero to drive away. And ten minutes later, the car returned. And Romero got out, put on his vestments, and started walking toward the church. And two other priests joined him. And then the villagers joined him as well, and they marched right past the soldiers, and they walked into the church. And then Romero turned to the people, and he said, I have come to take possession of the church and to strengthen those whom the enemy have trampled down. Jesus is crucified in you. And several weeks after that incident, Romero was celebrating Holy Communion at the altar of his cathedral when government soldiers entered the sanctuary and shot him to death. What I want to tell you is that Romero did not die as a superhero. He died as a man who simply was known and loved by this Jesus who set his face for Oscar to go to Jerusalem. And so for you and me, there aren't many Aaron's and Roberta's and Carl's in this sanctuary right now. What we've got here, including the clergy most of all, are men and women who simply are invited to be known and to be loved by this Jesus so that in his strength, we can join with our brother Oscar in setting our eyes on the prize, the prize of amazing grace. Amen. Thank you for listening to our sermon podcast, produced and recorded at the parish of Calvary St. George's in the city of New York. If you feel led to support the continuing ministry of the parish, you can make an online donation at calvarystgeorges.org slash giving. Thank you.